Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone of things FPL related. It is the 26th of October, the Spurs match has just finished. Ihahauna is nearly upon us and for our non-Celtic brethren, that is of course Halloween night, it's coming close, ghouls and zombies approach uh, easily the best holiday of the year and for those watching on youtube you can see all the the pumpkins and cobwebs please be sure to like and subscribe and if you're checking us out on any audio platforms make sure to give us also a big thumbs up there as well that's greatly appreciated but a very apt week to have in regards to halloween and fpl as i'm pretty sure my wildcard is haunted. Uh, that's right, I wildcarded not long after we finished our last episode, and it's all gone tits up. I'm pretty sure it's possessed. And here to help me exercise those FPL demons, he is the Mr. Howdy to my Pazuzu, also my podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you getting on, my friend? I'm good. I don't get that reference, Mr. Pazuzu, or whatever that was, but uh, that'll be a little... Uh... That's what Easter egg for our listeners, I guess. Um, but yeah, definitely um, a nightmare on FPL Street for you, wildcard wise. Um, I guess you're not too happy. Will we start with that? Yeah, we might as well. I mean, just to go back, that's an Exorcist reference. Uh, Mr. Howdy being what Reagan called the demon and Pazuzu being the demon itself. Um, so yeah, any horror pu- buffs, puffs, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> any horror buffs are sure to have caught on to that one. But yeah, an absolute flipping nightmare. It's so bad, I couldn't even curse there. Uh, an absolute flipping, flipping nightmare of a wildcard week for me. Um... Yeah, I'm sitting on... I don't even know what my overall score is right now because when I got all this shit ready, the Spurs match was still going on. Son was yet to have a goal and Harry Kane yet to have an assist. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you're looking it up right now. I can see those beady little eyes of yours. Uh, I'm I'm just going to pull it up here and see if I can find it. There's the beady little eyes. I dare you. Uh, let me just see if I can get the uh, the league. I'll take here. anything. Uh, before tonight's match, it was yeah, it was a pretty dire affair. I think um, yeah, dire. There we go. He was one of the players I got out this week, and yeah, he did not play tonight, I believe. But if he had, he would have got a clean sheet, and that would have just fit in with the the running theme of my my non my my team. My you know my previous uh, prior to wildcard team. I can't even speak, Seamus. That's how absolutely devastated i am but do you want to know what you got yes tell me what i got what did i get you just you just snuck into the 40s you're exactly on the money 40 i'll take 40 i'll take 40 it was as i said mid 20s and uh i would have been happy in the 30s i've got 30s plenty of times i think i've already got a 30 this season so it's like i'll take that but 40s uh i don't know if that's a green hour or not but what about you seamus how was your fpl game week seven um yeah look not a whole lot went uh too well for me this week but by comparison to some of the other teams i'm seeing and some of the other wildcard teams i've seen i can't be too disappointed um 51 points um made a couple of mistakes um my points came from sun today 11 points he looks like he's on for the three bonus kane got the assist for his goal so that's five for him jimenez got me a goal and three bonus uh which he's usually good for 
Sergeant McCarthy, he kept with him in my wildcard a few weeks back. He came up with a clean sheet. And Justin got me six points. Captain fail with Salah. And, um, yeah, the two mistakes I made was uh, getting rid of Ings, who got 10 points this week, for Kane. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a mistake going forward because I want Kane for these nice fixtures. But I could have had a better result if I just went with uh, Ings this week. Um, and I benched Reese James. Didn't think he was going to start. And that was just a bad mistake because I should have played him. Kind of saying like he's probably not going to play any minutes if I, if they don't play. I him. disagree. I think like he came on last week for one minute cameo. So uh, I oh did, did he? Yeah. Oh. So I mean I think it would be it was when I saw him on your bench I thought yeah that's probably the right move and then, you know he was also playing Manchester United so the idea of a clean sheet you know isn't exactly kind of spring into mind instantly although if you watch the match an absolute snore fest and uh, nil nil written all, all over it uh yeah that's not a bad week from yourself Seamus um I think the reason I've called you here tonight not that I wouldn't have called you regardless but I want you to basically just just hit me with the truths about my wild cards what I did wrong and you know are you saying like did I make an absolute balls of it or did I just get a bit unlucky this week uh, no, I really like the look of your wildcard team this uh, this week up. I was looking at it. Uh, will I run through your team? I feel like you should run through your team, uh, you know, if you want to go through your decisions and what players you ate. Just give me your initial thoughts before I break it down, because I'll probably have to justify a few things. But give me your initial thoughts, you know. On, on... Yeah, I liked, I liked what you did with the uh, forwards. Uh, one premium, you know, and then Calvert-Lewin, who's been, you know, on amazing form. Um, you went heavy in the middle. With uh, Salasson and Fernandez, so that I, I really like that. Those three, those would be the three midfielders I would go with. One Liverpool, obviously. When De Bruyne comes back, then you could try and move maybe Son or Fernandez to maybe De Bruyne. Once Man City looked like they were capable of scoring more than one goal a game, um, yeah, I wasn't sure how you'd react with uh, Liverpool defense. You kept one of them, and you kept the guy I would have uh, would have kept of the two, and. Yeah, I don't know. Right now, that doesn't really look that great at all, even though Adrian is back. Yeah. Um, you went for the best keeper, I think, in the game. Uh, I thought you were ballsy going for Kilman because he could be dropped at any moment. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. I mean, uh, and you, you still managed to get a Man City player in there who actually, at the very start of the week when he, he scored, you were unlucky he didn't get bonus points. So, you're look, everyone's unlucky. The team looks well set up. I guarantee you, you your team looks well for next week. Yeah, 100%. It's super... Uh tight looking for game week seven so i'm kind of happy with that um you touched on a couple of key points there that i was considering with my wild card and i think this just uh, applies to you know one of the bigger questions that people have been talk bigger topics that people have been talking about for you know f- for at least three or four weeks now that's the double or not double but just the liverpool defense in general with myself there i initially wild carded because i was jumping out of uh the Liverpool defence, I thought, no, Trent is going to drop in price this week, which he did. Uh, it was the reason, like, several of the players I got rid of dropped in price this week. It was kind of a driving uh, factor in my decision to wildcard. But, yeah, basically, we finished our pod last week. I was obviously a bit vodka happy. And, uh, you know, I just, for a moment, I felt like the scales had been lifted from my eyes. And I was just going straight for it. I was like you know what this is the team I want I don't really give a fuck about planning too far you know too far forward because who knows where we're going to be by game week 17 16 17 18 you know so I'm like get my team set up now and myself and yourself we're the kind of FPL players and I'd imagine 
the majority of FPL players listening to this are, are in the same boat that they'll be planning ahead. So whatever comes down the line, double game weeks, all of that stuff, you know, we'll be able to kind of prep for that. And, you know, I think the wild card can sometimes be a bit of a hindrance, but maybe I'm just trying to justify using it. But yeah, basically, we finished last week's episode and I thought, you know, I'm fucking wildcarding it. I sent you a, a message not long after you jumped off Skype. Here's my team. And the big difference between what I sent you then and what I ended up with was I had no Liverpool defender. I had basically sacrificed Trent. I think I'd gone double Nuka or double Wolves. I'd gotten Sice in. Sice Kilman kind of combo made more sense. And I mean, you're right. I was sweating the Wolves fixture lineup uh, or the Wolves team lineup for Sunday's match because yeah, I mean. I don't know how long Kilman's gotten the team. I think he looks pretty good, but Sice could easily take that left center back spot if they decide to play, you know, Marcel on the on the left wing side, left wing back role. But I had gotten rid of Trent, as I was saying, and I'd pumped up my midfield to have basically five premiums. Um, maybe not Barkley, and obviously they're not five premiums, but the likes of Rodriguez, Fernandez, Son, Salah, Barkley. That was my five in the mid in the mid, and then with the news of Rodriguez's injury and subsequent not injury uh, within the space of, you know, game week finishing to deadline to the next game week, I decided I wasn't going to take the chance with Rodriguez and I was maybe being a little bit hesitant on Liverpool's defence. I also really like the look of Robertson in the Champions League that midweek and that was kind of giving me second thoughts i mean he's basically just continued what he's been doing since the start of the season and uh yeah i decided no fuck it i'll give liverpool defense a couple more game weeks and i was wrong they conceded a bit of a harsh penalty i mean i suppose technically it was a penalty but uh i don't know like two years ago that would have never been a penalty in the sense that you know he didn't have VAR, so that was being a free kick outside the box which was initially given so i went back to robertson and uh it nearly bit me in the arse because trent got very close to an assist and that would have put a smile on the face of all those cap salah captains like myself and yourself uh devastating to see a complete blank from Salah really fucking you know a bad start to the week there's your Saturday evening late kickoff Seamus like tell me talk me through your feelings I want to know I want to yeah I watched the games on Saturday I didn't watch the Liverpool game because it was uh I've basically been working all day and I watched the United Chelsea game which was a as you said earlier a snore fest it was a bad game to choose to watch um so I ended up like doing a, a mini match of the day challenge, uh, you might call it, for that Liverpool game. Turned off notifications on my phone, said I'll, I'll watch match of the day once we finish watching. I think we're watching Halloween. And um, yeah, whoa, then whoa, whoa, I put whoa, it on. Whoa, 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 saw You watched a horror movie? Yeah, watched a horror what? movie with the wife. What's going on there? I thought that was off the table. Uh No. No, no, Halloween. It's not really Halloween weekend, I guess, but it's a long bank holiday weekend here in Ireland. So, when? trying to. This is uh, today is Monday. It's bank holiday it Monday. It's not a bank holiday today, is it? It is, yeah. I did not know that. Okay, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. You can trust me. But not in the UK. Um, next uh, next weekend, the clocks went back. Um, this so now it's forward back. It went back. Yeah, spring forward, so, fall back. Whatever. Yeah, I always get that mixed up. I used to know that. Now I always confuse it and say spring back. Anyway, <laughs> distracted. Can we cut this part out? Of Sorry, the we're live, buddy. Basically, we're live. Yeah. 
Basically, anyway, uh, saw that without any no knowledge of what happened in the match. Saw the Salah assist from Trent. I was, boom, air punching. I was like, yes, get in. Um, after they lost their clean sheet because Trent has done fucking nothing for me. He's got, and as it stands, obviously, that was ruled out. So he's on 17 points from six games. He's under three points a game. And he's like, so, he's just like wasted money in there. He's a problem. There's no two ways about it. I could have gone for... There's so many players ahead of him in the start league. You could be getting on him now. I know as soon as they got rid of him, he'll probably start scoring free kicks and stuff like that. But I don't know. Liverpool don't look that attacking. I mean, they do look more attacking down the left-hand side than the right. So, yeah, um, th- that was definitely a sickening point of the week. And then seeing Salah hit the post a few minutes later, not not fun. Especially when Mane got, uh, did he get two assists? That has to be up there with your low light of the week, Seamus. Has to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have fit in perfectly with basically the team of anyone I got out this week. I'm talking McCarthy, Jimenez, Adams, uh, all of these players that I decided were no longer fit for my team. Um, all delivered this week, which you know I was fully expecting, which is kind of the way of the wild card, if you ask me. Uh, I've definitely had more wild cards go tits up than I've had successful like game week ones. But we, you know yourself. I mean, we're preaching. To, I'm preaching to the choir here, but basically, wild cards are are far more than uh, a one week uh, kind of setup. So hopefully, it kind of comes good next week. And we, I did get the the sun goal and Kane assist tonight, so maybe I'm kind of feeling a bit down in it. But uh, in general. Yeah, everyone kind of kind of screwing me over that I got out of my team and Trent would have been no different. Uh, when I saw that assist, I was like, "Oh, cool. of course. He's chipped in with an assist. That's probably going to be three bon- or you know, two bonus points from now as well." And uh I wouldn't have been too disappointed I suppose with the Salah, you know, captain goal, but everyone, everyone had Salah captain this week and if they didn't it was Kane captain and he was coming after the Liverpool match. So I mean, you don't want to be thinking about what that could lead to, you know? Yeah, we were we were watching this game here beforehand, and we were we both kind of said it independently of each other. We're like, kind of hope I I transferred Kane in this week. I kind of hope he does nothing, you know. When before the Liverpool game, when Southampton had scored uh, whatever two goals and Ings had two assists, and I was like, crap, I just got rid of ten points here uh, to get Kane in. So I was like, as long as Kane matches. I was, and then Jimenez hadn't played, and I was like, okay, I want Jimenez to at least match what Ings does. That way, no, it doesn't matter. They were my two options to get rid of him. Um, and I was like, that way, if it doesn't matter if you know who I got rid of. But yeah, Jimenez got one less, got nine. I just wanted Kane then to match it. But then after Salah blank, I was like, oh, going to lose so much ground to people. But I'm just so low. Any points was going to help me get a slight green arrow. And it was. It's a slight green arrow for me this week. I've gone up, it looks like about 100k places. From 2.75 million to 2.65 million, so it's not not a whole lot of much, just, you know. It's yeah. Although I am catching up on you a bit, I think there's like 12 points between us or not, something like that. Now. Yeah, there's not a lot between us, but I mean, to be honest, with you, it never felt like there was that I had to open much of a gap between us in the first place. But uh, no, you you hit the nail on the head there in regards to you know the Jimenez getting you nine points, but Danny Ings would have gotten you the ten. Let me ask you this, Seamus. Um, do you think? Like, if you had not made that transfer this week and you had to choose between Ings and Jimenez all over again, are you still sticking with Jimenez? Uh, over the course of the week, the, the whatever, the four weeks I was looking to get Kane in for, I just thought, yeah, I still think Jimenez has the better options than... I um, sorry, he's the better fixtures than uh, Southampton. 
so I preferred his fixtures. Um, thing about Wolves is they look pretty toothless. Yeah. Um, they've got, I mean, they've got Crystal Palace at home next. Then they've got Leicester away, Southampton at home. So I do prefer, you know, them playing at home against Southampton in game week nine. Whereas I, I couldn't tell you. Let's see, see what Ings has here, just to remind myself, because this was all last week's decisions. They've got Aston Villa away, Newcastle at home, and then Wolves away. So I think the like Aston Villa away. In this next game week, last week before Aston Villa lost 3-0 to Leeds, that looked like a bit more of a tougher game. Wolves away in game week 9 is pretty tough. They don't give up too many chances. And the game they just had this week against Everton on paper looked like it was going to be hard. So, yeah, now that's one of his hard games out of the way in which he's got 10 points. These next two games could be pretty good. There could be a lot of joy there. So. Yeah, oh, well, I made my decision, so I'm sticking by you it. made your bed, and now you got to lie in it. I I get you. I feel like this weekend, uh, I mean, it's easy to dwell on, you know, a post-wildcard, a poor post-wildcard game week, but I was also indulging in a lot of schadenfreude. Uh, you know, most particularly in that Crystal Palace Fulham match, where, again, I had gotten rid of Mitchell for Kilman for, as my 4.0 option, and... Up until the 94th minute, Mitchell was keeping a clean sheet, and I was just kind of going like, well, there we go, there it is. So I'm wishing that Crystal Palace concede, and they do. To who? To Harrison Reed's goal. The Or was it? No, it was Kearney's yeah. goal, I believe. Uh, Kearney's goal, but goal, a Harrison yeah. Reed assist, who was another player I got out in my wildcard this week. So, you know, obviously, he would have never been playing, but, like, I was kind of laughing, delighted that... Crystal Palace's clean sheet have been wiped out because in my head, and this is something kind of in general that I've seen a few people talking about, is like, how long does Mitchell keep his place? So that's why I kind of jumped off him. I made a few bob, made my point one or whatever point, I think it was point one. Uh, he's 4.8, I think now, and I got him at f- uh, or four point something now. Made my, uh, my point one, jumped off him because I'm pretty sure he's going to lose his spot to Van Anholt, but he gets pushed to the right back position. And Klein gets taken off. So the question remains, is Hodgson going to be happy to play Mitchell on the right? What do you think of that? Yeah, I noticed that too. I uh, didn't obviously watch that game. Um, but no, like I, I saw it on the uh, commentary. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it in match of the day. So when yeah, Van Arnholt came on, that just pushed him over there with Klein going off. So you've got Klein. You've got potentially Mitchell. Um, you've got uh, Ward's. I suppose as well. It's still kind of fighting for the right back spot now. And then you've got who's the guy they bought that we're all on at the start of the season? Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. So we got Ferguson then to kind of come into the fray too. So I think he definitely will become um backup option at some stage. But uh, let's see. I mean, I can't see Van Anholt being just completely bombed out of the team no matter how good this guy is. He'll just... Roy Archon will do, do well. He'll, he'll want to keep people happy. But yeah, sooner or later... I haven't seen enough of Mitchell to say he definitely deserves it because it's Crystal Goddamn Palace. I'm not going to watch him that much. But Van Aanholt, we know what he can do. So they have picked up enough points in the season already that I don't think they need to be so defensive. They can enter games with a little less trepidation and kind of go, well, we can have a more attacking fullback now and see if we can get if that can give us more options. Um, yeah, so I think... I think uh, his time will be up sooner or later. So I think he, he had to go. If I was on wild card, he definitely yeah, began. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Seamus. That makes me feel... But not James Justin. Remember uh, James Justin? That plays for Leicester. Another cheapie we got at the start of the season. The news coming out from Leicester is that Pereira really won't return to play until closer to December. 
So we've got, if you still have him, then we've still got a bit more time with him. Yeah, I, he's a bit more expensive. I did hold on to him uh, in the team. I just think, you know, Leicester are top, a top six squad. So obviously I want to keep my crazy cheap asset in there. And maybe from now on I don't put him on the bench because he's out there with a lovely six-pointer this week. He got you the clean sheet. So you're laughing. But yeah, I don't mean, I think Leicester, he was my last minute swap for James. James had been in my team and then I was like, no, nah, I just benched James. So I'm two points worse off for that. But had I thought of it, maybe I would have considered l- dropping Lamptey. But did you did you see that game earlier on today? The um The Brighton oh, game? Oh, the Brighton-West Brom. Uh, no, I was too busy earning a living, Seamus. Okay, well, Lamptey basically when he gets the ball in certain positions, just sprints up center forward. We've seen him do this before. He decides, I'm going to play center forward. And if the ball comes to me, and there's been times it just has been just a small bit like off or he just hasn't got the ball. And you're like, if he gets the ball there, he's in on goal. Um, not like even out wide right, but through the center. Um, and yeah, it didn't kind of happen this week. And he nearly got, he didn't nearly get an assist, but he got down the right and uh, it was from his cross slash shot i don't know what he was actually intending there that uh ended up with the og it was never going to be uh, an assist but yeah another day if brighton weren't so they were terrible in the second half Um, and we've got a question about brighton later so i don't want to go too much on it but brighton um they were terrible second half they deserved to drop points and west brom probably were probably deserve more from that game based on what I saw in the second half. Yeah, no, I mean, I did, as I said, I didn't see it, but I, w- I had my eye on the score, obviously, and I was watching Twitter, you know, talking shit about uh, Lamptey's clean sheet, like, far, far before the end of the final whistle, like, to the point where I was just like, I don't even want to look at this fucking thing anymore. It's, uh, it was getting a little bit irksome, but he did lose it in the end, and that's just another example of how, of how I feel... My Schadenfreude for Mitchell's loss of a clean sheet came back, you know, and bit me in the ass. We basically have also seen Kilman lose Wolves defenders losing their clean sheet in the dying moments from a a, a free kick in the Newcastle Wolves match. Uh, West Brom lost their clean sheet in the dying moments in a you know in the in that match this evening. So as far as I'm concerned, it just yeah, I should have never have been so happy to see a clean sheet wiped out I, I'll learn I'll learn from this yeah Kilman lost his clean sheet but notably Sice didn't oh why had Sice been re- subbed Sice Sice had been subbed and he got one bonus oh. moved up to one bonus point after the in. Did, you know, did you miss I that I did miss that yeah. I didn't miss that Kilman was on for two bonus points and when the clean sheet still stood so I was going fine I'll take my 8 points against Jimenez's 9 because that's about the most you're ever going to get from Jimenez if you ask me Mr. Reliable but I think it's fair to say the ceiling is pretty low uh, in regards to you know 1 goal 3 bonus points I mean yeah you'll take that but what, who who's chasing a 9 point return from the striker everyone's chasing hat-tricks yeah, the way it's going. Although it seems to be uh, regressing a small bit now, looking at this week's fixtures. Um, there was only one game that... Uh, actually, no game had more than three goals. Uh, there was only one, two, three games that had three goals. And uh, only one team scored more than three. So that was when Leeds beat Aston Villa 3-0. Uh, and there was your hat-trick for your Patrick Bamford fans. Uh, fucking great hat-trick as well. Um yeah, uh, I didn't really think the kid had it in his locker, but his uh, improvement in finishing is just 
Crazy. Yeah, so much for Bamford can't score goals in the Premier League. Um, he's really silencing a lot of critics that he had before the start of the season and super kindly priced in, in regards to, what was he, 5.5 at the beginning. Now he's he's flying up. I don't know what he is right now, but I'm pretty sure there's been at least two to three price rises. So if he's not 5.8 at the moment, he will most certainly be 5.8 by the end of the week. And... Uh, he doesn't seem to be at risk of losing his his place. I think like that was the big worry for me was that Leeds had signed Rodrigo, uh, you know, a starter in the Spanish side, and you were kind of expecting. Well, I was expecting, and maybe this is sheer ignorance on, on my part, but I was kind of expecting Rodrigo to take Bamford's place, and that doesn't seem to be the case. He seems to be happy to play the two of them, and uh, Bamford's laughing. Yeah, he's had 90 minutes in his last four fixtures now. Um, you can only expect he'll have 90 minutes again in the next game after scoring a hat-trick. Uh, six goals in six games and two assists this season. 49 Oof. points. It's an amazing return for somebody who's... he's He was 5.8 at the start of the week. And then after his heroics, he's now 5.9. Is he 5.9? Uh, he's 5.9 now. But still, like, under 6 million, he's definitely one of those, those players to consider. And uh, the fixtures, you know... They're a bit mixed. Leicester at home, Crystal Palace away, Arsenal at home, Everton away. In fact, they're kind of bad from game weeks 9 to 11. But Leeds have already shown that they can mix it when they played Man City and Leicester. So, and Liverpool. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, they are... <laughs> Liverpool is what I meant. Um, they've just got the energy to Harry and Hassel teams um, and close teams down, cause mistakes, turn the ball over. And uh, yeah, they, they. I don't know if they're going to score tons of goals. But so far, they've been scoring a good few good few goals. They're probably over-performing. They're probably over-clinical compared to how they were in the championship last year. They weren't known for being clinical. Um, but, and that may regress. But I still expect them to be that team, kind of like I mentioned to you pre-pod, kind of like Wolves, one of these teams that are like um, just causing teams a lot of trouble, going to be in every game. Bielsa seems to know tactically what to do against most teams. So, um, yeah, their game against... Uh, is, are they playing Leicester this week? Is that who they're playing? Or am I getting that the other way around? I don't know. Yeah, they, they, uh, Leeds are playing Leicester this week. That's going to be a really interesting tactical battle. Just like it's going to be watching like a game of chess. Um, so I'm looking looking forward to seeing that. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers tactically outsmarted uh, Arteta this week. Um, well, I don't know yeah, about that. He get the better of I didn't watch the Leicester Arsenal match from, but from what I, from what I did watch, I you know quick highlights and reviews and stuff. It seemed that it was a bit of a snatch and grab from Leicester. Is that am I wrong there? Have I picked that up completely? Arsenal's. Uh, well, the, the the kind of bits of analysis I've seen seems to be more along the lines of that Leicester were happy to let Arsenal have the ball in. Kind of areas where they weren't going to, going to do too much with it, and it gave them the impression that they've got, um, you know, lots of time on the ball, but without creating too much. Um, do I have the stats here? No, hopefully you don't. Oh, I don't yeah. have it. No, I don't, and it's going to take too long to load up. But um, I think you know there wasn't a, a whole lot there that I think a lot of the commentary, at least on matches day when they were saying, it was waiting for Leicester, just waiting for. Uh, Arsenal and frustrating Arsenal waiting for them to kind of let their guard down until they could get enough uh, time on the clock and be in the game to bring on Jamie Vardy and uh, make the substitutions and the, the changes that would, would allow it and they kind of played Harvey Barnes as like centre forward in that yeah. game so I was delighted 
pre-game to see that he was starting up there uh, and him and James Madison kind of changed that around a small bit but uh, yeah Harvey Barnes if he gets a starting role centre forward the odd time be a nice player to hold on to but he didn't do anything from in the end yeah so I don't know how nice a player he will be to hold on to I mean I'm, I won't lie you gave me a bit of stick about my you know, no, no, you were pretty fair. You said you liked my wildcard team, but you gave me a stick about my, my results this week, which completely deserved. But I'm looking at your team, and my instinct is that it's a bit of a shit show right now in regards to... <laughs> yeah! I'm like looking at Barnes, Trotter, James. I'm like, I don't want any of these players. What? what yeah. What's your way out, man? <laughs> Oh, I think a gun. Yeah. <laughs> pills, maybe. maybe pills. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I really, this week, saw Trossard um, coming up against West Brom, and I was like, yes, this is the week Trossard will do it. Come on, you little horse. Uh, he's got 10 points in the three game weeks. I had. He got me assist one week. Um, but any time I looked at the match, he was firing a shot on goal um, this, uh, this, uh, this game. But nothing came of it, and he got hooked again. And, he got his one point. Yeah, next he game, got his clean sheet. Which is more. <laughs> he got his clean sheet. Yeah, he got, he got the three points, so that wasn't too bad. So his next game then is against Spurs next week. Uh, don't hold out too much hope on that. Then they're playing Burnley at home. Probably hold on to him for the Burnley game just because I've got probably one. I'm probably going to roll my transfer this week anyway. And probably I don't think I've any plans for it. Barnes is against Leeds. I don't really know what to make of that fixture. I suspect it's going to be a tough one. But then he, he's got Wolves in Liverpool. He's seven million. He's not doing the business. So probably just going to get rid of him. Um, but yeah, and you said J- uh, James, and I want to get rid of James this week. I'd love to get in size. I can afford him, but I just don't know. This this is why I thought when you did your wild card, uh, your first draft that you showed me when you didn't have a uh, Robertson in it, you had size and you had um, Kilman, and I was like, that's good because if Kilman does lose his place, he's only four million. Doesn't matter. Bench fodder. Size is back there. If size loses his place, you you know then you're going to have you know Kilman playing so you're basically locked into one leads uh, one uh, Wolves player them. and yeah you're kind of handcuffing them and you, there's weeks like this week where you could have both um, and get a double and or, this or was a week to play both case, maybe. <laughs> yeah well, you, you would have got one but yeah it didn't didn't kind of work out but it still would have worked out better than um, going Robertson oversize yep. short term at yep. least that is a bit of a dig but it's deserved uh, the reason like I mean I'm sure we'll get onto this with the questions but I think it's just a lot easier to have a few bob in your defence and then like especially like a 7 million Robertson like he's a fucking midfielder I don't care what you say especially compared to Trent Trent's got the free kicks for the last couple of seasons we're gonna I'm just gonna touch on it really really quickly because I'm sick of talking it's been like two years of talking about it but we've been talking about Robertson versus Trent and it was always like look Trent's got all the set pieces he's got the free kicks that's not the case anymore Robertson has taken his fair share of corners maybe not so much the free kicks uh like shots like you know direct free kicks but he's taken some of the corners off of Trent and for that half a million less to me, he seems like if I'm making my team right now, like well, I'm taking Robertson over Trent, you know? Uh, yeah, I will say this, though, about corners with Van Dyke no longer in the team. Corners are less of a threat from corners 100%, now. Uh, but that does apply to both Trent and Robertson. But yeah, no, I get your point. I yes. take your point. Um, but we've been yamming on about our, our teams long enough. Let's pull this out to the audience and open up the drunk tank. <laughs> 
First question this week. A long-time listener, first-time question asker at FPL Drunk. He asks, I have a question, semi-colon. No, it's just a colon. Now that you've balls up your wildcard, at least for its first game week, will you stop giving me grief about wasting my wildcard? And... I like this question. It's a good. It's a fair question, and I'm pretty sure you knew the answer when you asked it. But it's a fair question. Uh, no, Seamus, I won't give you. Uh, it won't stop giving you grief about wasting your wild card. I think I've already thrown it in, in the sense that I'm looking at your team right now, thinking, "Oh, I wish I had a wild card for that team." You know, <laughs> I want to get off of those. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see. We have like around the main parts of our team, we are quite similar in that we both have Son and Kane and yeah. Salah. Um, you know, we bought of Calvert Lewin. What's the difference? Uh, I have Jimenez to your Bruno. I w- would rather probably have Bruno to be honest, but they've got some tough games coming up. He's on penalties. That's the yeah, the yeah. That's the thing about Bruno is that even in that snorefest of a match, it's just twice now. Sorry, I didn't mean to use the same, uh, you know, whatever imagery twice but uh it was so fucking boring um but all the way to the very end i was thinking well i mean united can win a penalty at any minute here it was the same with jimenez against uh whoever wolves were playing wolves were playing newcastle and it was the same with jimenez i was thinking like i'm kind of counting i'm obviously hoping he doesn't score because i've gotten rid of him and before he scored like that's still in the back of my head it's like he's wolves penalty taker so like, all I need is for someone to get kicked in the box and he's taking a penalty and he's probably going to get a golden ball and three bonus points, you know? So that's the kind of the big advantage uh, with, you know, penalty takers. And, yeah. Uh, I suppose not a lot has changed from game week one when, you know, Fancy Penalty League was was fast becoming the the new, uh, you know, ac- whatever, acronym? Is it, well, no, what's it? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But second question, <laughs> real question this time. Uh, another regular uh, asker of the questions. Uh, DD at DD1978A. He asks us, went with Zaha over Grealish and the FBL gods high-fived me. They fucking did. What about other Crystal Palace attacking options? Given their fixtures and second part of that, is Jota now a realistic Liverpool target slash differential? There's fucking three parts. Also, who would you rather go drinking with. So we'll deal with the first one first. Went with Zaha over Grealish and the FBL gods high-fived him. I think that's a, you know, I mean, we're cursing a certain a certain member of our own personal mini-league that has Zaha. And, uh... But mainly because he has Bamford too. Mainly because he has Bamford too. Um, but with in regards to Didi here, I think Zaha over Grealish was a fucking shrewd pick. No? Yeah, it was. Um, I'm... I'm always worried about Zaha, but I mean, it's good to see somebody put their balls on the line and get rewarded for it. Um, I think he's already scored or matched his total goals from last season I already. Think he'd done that. It's just so hard. Oh, was that the last no, game? I think he done that in the. Yeah, no, 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 never mind me. But yeah, you're right. I think he has. He's matched. In, in one, yeah. So he's got. Yeah, he's got. Well, he's got five goals last season. He only got four. So yeah, he has actually beaten it already. Um, yeah, he's got the 13 points. He's gotten. Returns in four of his six games. Um, he's doing them home and away. You know, the only games he's playing Everton and Chelsea. Uh, he's doing it against what, what, what you want to see. He's doing it against the shit teams. Was there the weaker teams um, like Southampton, Brighton, Fulham, and Man United away? So yeah, he's doing it against the poor teams. Biggest haul in that Old Trafford game. He's nice games coming up. Then I mean, Wolves probably not that nice a game. Leeds that remains to be seen. But then he's got. 
Burnley away, Newcastle at home, and West Brom away. Now, Burnley looked a lot more defensively sound against Spurs today. Uh, and, geez, I wouldn't want to watch any of these games because I just never think Crystal Palace are good for a goal. Um, they don't try and attack. Like the game against Brighton the other, the other week, they got one shot in target, and that was a penalty. No shots but from he, open play. He is on penalties. Yeah, he is on penalties, and they do like to play on the yeah. counter-attack. So, you know, when they're away to the likes of... Uh, Burnley and West Brom, if those teams come on them, then that's where they'll try and catch them, like with fast-paced players like uh, that. So that's like that's a great shout, and I love seeing that kind of rewarded. I don't know if I have the cojones to do it. Um, I still think Jack Grealish is probably a really good shout as well because he's playing as a, a forward. He's classed as a midfielder. So, yeah, uh, they're both great. We yes, get them yes, both. yes, and for those watching, you'll have seen Seamus' screen turn miniature. That's an issue we've been having prior to recording I should be able to fix it but getting back to Didi's question uh, no I agree with pretty much everything you said there Seamus um, but he asks what about another Crystal Palace attacking option given their fixtures so you're not too impressed with their fixtures I'm the same I don't think they're great uh, I do think that like basically you have the the uh, you know talisman the Crystal Palace player to have so I wouldn't worry about trying to double up there like it's it's basically Zahar nothing, as far as I'm concerned, Seamus. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you picked him up wrong there. I think their fixtures are really good. The next two, not as good as the pre, the oh, following three looking. after that. Just, but all in all, like... On, I thought you were talking about, like, some heavy, like, wolves and stuff. I was like, oh, is that tough? That's tough. Uh, no, yeah, so they have wolves next, so that's not a great game. But then it's, like, uh, on the fixture ticker, at least, they're all green. Um, Leeds at home but I think that's probably not categorized correctly Leeds at home probably isn't a great game I'd fancy Leeds in that one if anything um, but then you've got Burnley away Newcastle at home West Brom away so I mean they are pretty good um, but I can't get on a second attacker they never look like scoring more than one goal a game um, I get on Zaha but like who else are you going to go for is there anyone there Townsend yeah no that's a risk I'd only go for Townsend if you can't afford Zaha. Like, you need a six million player or something no, like that. But I, I think you no that sense I think you need to stick with your Zaha pick and uh, run with that because he's going to be the one. Fuck off the yeah, rest. Fuck off the rest. Uh, second part of Didi's question Jota, now a realistic Liverpool target slash differential? Um, for me, that's a nope, not at all. Uh, if maybe, no, no, maybe if he if he starts the next couple. Like, because we saw this week, which was a bit of a surprise, that Jota started uh, amongst the trio of Firmino, Mane, and Salah, and I was uh, not expecting that. And he did, he did get his goal—a fucking header, um, you know, which is the last thing you'd expect <laughs> uh, from the little man himself. But I don't think so. Not for me. I don't want any. Like, if he if he gets a run of two or three starts under his belt, I'm going to start looking at him. You know, but at the moment. I, not from not. I don't think so. What about you, Seamus? Do you agree? Disagree? Uh, I think he's an interesting option. Um, I'm just looking at his average position map there and his price in FPL. Like he's priced at six point three, so that's really what price. We know we can score goals. Yeah. He did it with Wolves. Put him into um, you know a better team or a more prolific team team that scores more goals. Why can't he do it? Uh, that's two goals in four games. He's only started two of those. Come off the bench in uh, in two of those two. So. Yeah, I think um, I think he's definitely somebody at an option. Like I, he's probably a better option to have in my team than Trossard, yeah. if I'm completely honest. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not wild about him. Like, what are their? Let's look at the fixtures. West Ham at home that could be okay. He could be dropped any game. Then he's against away to Man City. I can't see them playing four attackers in the Man City game. So yeah, you just wonder how 
much he's going to play. You know, as you said, yeah, I think Firmino's place is in is in danger. Well, Firmino, uh, Firmino also had a goal, So if he's thinking of rotating Firmino, yeah, but I think he hasn't been playing very well the last few weeks. So it could be a case that you know he could start being dropped. You know, it doesn't have to be all four of them in there. I like it. I think um, uh, it's that sort of sort of outside the box thinking that I think can reward managers. So I'm not gonna not gonna be as negative on it as yourself. But it, yeah, not for me. Uh, from uh, just the way I play the game. I just see that as a future transfer waiting yeah, no, to happen. I completely agree with you. And the last part of DD's question. Would you rather go drinking with Tommy Shelby or Tony Soprano? Now, Tommy Shelby, or Shelby, should I say, is uh, Peaky Blinders. I will straight up admit that I have not watched Peaky Blinders. Uh, I will, though. It looks pretty fucking good. Um, but so for me, it's going to be, obviously, Tony Tony S. What about you, Seamus? How are you, how are you with your... Your Peaky Blinders slash Sopranos knowledge. Uh, I haven't seen Peaky Blinders, so I was also going to say yeah. Tony Soprano. Um, also, he's just a boss, great character on TV. I got to say Tommy Shelby though, because if you're going with Tony Soprano, then I, I'll just distract Tommy Shelby. He's meant to be. Uh, I've heard a lot of people saying he's a great character as well, but I think he's a bit more of a uh, psycho. Is I he? don't know. They're 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 both kind of psychos, <laughs> but um, I do think Tony Soprano is trying to live that that more normal life. I I think Tony rewards loyalty unless of course you're gay in which case he has none of that. Uh, you know, so spoiler if you haven't watched Sopranos. Uh, but I think he rewards loyalty and you know, I'm all about that shit. So I will I will go with Soprano, but that's mainly because of my ignorance with Shelby. Um but Peaky Blinders on the watch list. Didi, thank you for reaching out with the question. Next question, Seamus, and I'm I'm struggling here because I'm constantly changing the size of your, your screen. It keeps just going blah 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 blah. Is it no, it's, changing it's like, again? For what it is, Gosh. leave it as it is. But what like, is I don't even. I just love to know what's causing it. We had similar issues in a, in a past episode, but let's let's not dwell on it. Second question, Seamus, and this is from. We've done you. We've done Dee Dee. It's time for another. Uh, regular nuclear atoms at atoms underscore nuclear he's a bunch of questions as well he asks i have two free transfers but i don't know which area i need to strengthen in my team now i haven't prepped his his team image image he did send it in and i believe you looked at it seamus um yeah is there any like is there any immediate areas because i'm looking at it and he does in the second part of his question talk about pulisic he's kind of the first thing that stood out to me in regards to Maybe I don't want eight point three on a on a midfielder who hasn't got an attacking return yet. Um, but from you, quickly, is there is there any immediate areas that need strengthening? Does he have a Trossard or a Barnes in the midfield? <laughs> uh, no, his team looks solid. Um, he's got he's got two strong goalkeepers. You know, he's got Martinez and he's got McCarthy. So I mean, goalkeeper isn't the problem. I mean, I wouldn't be downgrading. He's wasting a transfer downgrading a goalkeeper slot. Um, or anything like that but I think one of those is probably just fine maybe you want the double to prevent against COVID <laughs> yeah, yeah. things or I something like that I don't know but uh, defense defense is good he's got Robertson he's got Sice then he's got Dallas Lamptey and Walker those are all fine um, a good strong midfield like yourself Salah Fernandez's son with Grealish and Pulisic uh, Brewster Antonio and Calvert-Lewin what jumps out to me is Antonio is again Scored? Scored, he's got man. an injury he scored again. Yeah, no, he's a brilliant. He's 
brilliant. I would. I am looking to get him in. I think is it in the game week nine? Nine. Their that's, fixtures no, swing. No, it's game week, or it's game week I'm going to say Keep nine because that's also why I have Foden in my yeah, team exactly. because Foden's going to become Suchek pretty fucking fast, uh, and that'll give me a few bob. But um, yeah, you think? Yeah. So I mean. If Antonio, I mean, there was doubts he was kind of flagged before this um, game. If he, keep an eye on that. If he's looking like he's injured, then you, he's got point three in the bank. He could become someone up to 6.6. He could become Bamford. He could become, you know, Watkins for Villa, things like that. Um, great options with him. So he'd be one area I'd maybe consider. Uh, another area you could consider then is the Pulisic, Pulisic shout. Is a pretty decent fixture um, if you wanted. Well. So, I mean, like... I'm not. Yeah. Like, I, I think your Antonio yeah. shout is far. Like that is a good. I, I actually forgot he had picked up that knock. But like with, you know, I'd be waiting till the end of the week to see what the pressers are with that. What's Moyes saying about Antonio? Yeah. If he's out, yeah, fuck it, man. Like you've got six point odd there to spend on the striker. Looking at you know this week's fixtures, as you mentioned there, Ollie Watkins has a match against Southampton. I think that could be a fair shout, you know. We talked about it um, after the Villa-Leeds game, and I was kind of saying that, yeah, it might be a little sickening to not own a Bamford right now, but as someone who owns Brewster, because I decided to, you know, cut that extra striker spot and, and put that money elsewhere, I, you know, I want an escape plan. And the likes of a Bamford, the likes of a an Ali Watkins, even going back to Shea Adams, who, as we already mentioned, fucking got another double-digit haul this week, I think so. Um, got a golden assist anyway. Uh, you know, I'm there. Are, there are options, and uh, I, I would be, you know, potentially looking at uh, at someone like a. Uh, you're laughing. He's got a cast. He's got a cast. The cat you and your pussy to make the way on screen. Sorry, no, I am listening. Though. No, I'm just like as I said. I think if Antonio is ruled out for this week. I would be going for just maybe a quick sharp punt. Keep your te- your second transfer, and uh, maybe just make kind of a short one like an Ali Watkins against Southampton. Because you know, I mean, Villa are going to be looking to get back on track. Like that was their first defeat of the season. Um, a, f- a pretty strong defeat, or you know what I mean, like a pretty uh, convincing defeat from Leeds this week. So I don't know, maybe something like that. Second part of Nuclear's question. Will Chilwell bring points more consistently than Pulisic? I mean, over the course of the yeah. season, you, you know, you're going, you're going to say no. You're going to expect uh, Chelsea to kind of score a lot more goals once they get the rhythm going. Um, defensively, they don't look too good either. Okay, it's, it's different when they put play five at the back, which they some Frank sometimes tends to do against the bigger teams because he knows that they could uh, leave in goals and stuff like that. So he's trying to prevent that. Um, yeah, I think I would ultimately probably prefer to have Chilwell in my team right now over the next few game weeks. And then I would, but I think, not you know, not consistently, I think Pulisic will do better. Um, he's priced more. It's the only thing. So, you know, points per million, if you were to break it down, then they should be there, yeah. thereabouts, kind of, I think, by the end of the season. Because Chilwell does look like he's going to be putting in lots of good balls into the box for the likes of... Um, Werner and you know Tamir Giroud if they're ever getting into the team, they're both two good headers of the ball. So I think yeah, uh, like a, so far he looks like a great option. I think he's five point six or something like that. Uh, he was extremely um, attacking, uh, you know, in the match prior, like the, the match against Southampton, and um, 
yeah, even against United, he you know he's just so far so fucking high up the pitch, up the pitch, pitch is like so far up the pitch that like I'd have no issues with him, especially for you know a sub six million defender. He's almost into that realm uh, that Robertson and Trent have you know kind of created in the sense that like they're they're ba- he's basically playing as a winger as opposed to a defender. Um, Pulisic, like we know what he's capable of, I think. I want to see something from him first, you know? Yeah. And I think you're a bit optimistic thinking he's 5.6 up to 5.8. Chill on now. Yeah. That's how little I've been (laughs) looking at the price points. I just don't want to look at them because I'm going to go on. Oh, the whole landscape is shifting. Third part of Nuclear's question. Will Foden be a good enough Man City attacker option if he gets the minutes? Now that Aguero is injured again. Uh, I'll take this one, Seamus. I got a bit of Foden luck this week. He didn't start against West Ham. And, of course, like I tumped myself so fucking hard on Saturday morning. When I was taking a shit and I was looking at the team lineups. And when I saw Foden on the bench, I was like, are you... Oh, I digged myself, you know, that kind of way. When you're just like, why? Why did you go with something so fucking uh, punty on your wildcard? Unless, you know... So you're just putting that out there, the the mental image of you sitting digging on the, the jacks, taking a shit, no, digging yourself in the face or in the leg, digging yourself in the tie. Uh, yeah, I was angry and it was a bit childish of me and I'm not proud, but I am, you know, I'd like to think that everyone listening to this is my f- my FPL family. Yeah, no pun intended. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I did. I gave myself a bit of a dead leg over it. I was really angry and... Um, yeah, 45, well, 60 minutes later, I was not so angry. And I nearly gave myself a dead leg again, but for all the right reasons. Um, very, very happy to see Foden score. Uh, also happy to see KDB come off the bench. And, you know, he's obviously going to enter our thoughts again as an FPL option. So, I mean, yet another midfield, a premium midfield player that's... Uh, you know, I mean, we don't need to say too much about KDB, but the fact that he seems to have kind of gotten a bit of a rest and and maybe he's kind of got over whatever whatever fucking attitude he had after the Belgium game, tiredness, tiredness, yeah, yeah. Um, just 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 get over yourself, will you? Fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. That's Nuclear's question. Thank you very much. Check out his uh, YouTube channel as well. Uh, he throws up weekly updates on these teams and stuff. He's a good lad. Uh, next question, another. Fantastic, fantastic uh, FPL account at FBL Chieftain. You've you've heard of him before. We've all, we're always talking about him on the show. He asks us. He says first of all, he says he's really enjoying the YouTube format. Um, thanks, Chief. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm also enjoying it. It kind of just seems to have just flowed from the the fact that we're remote recording now. Anyway, it just kind of makes a bit more. It just it's 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 as easy almost. Um, but he asks. I've largely ignored Brighton. Am I missing a trick? He's wondering that because, Seamus, he looks at your team and he sees uh, Brighton. He sees you have three Brighton players in your starting eleven. Now, I don't think you have three, do you? No, I've only two. I mean, even two, two feels two. too much here. So I can, I'm going to jump straight in here and start answering his question. Yeah, um, I, I don't have three. I, I have had three since the start of the season. I had Basuma at one stage before I brought in Lamptey and before I brought in Trossard. Um and even the three I have seems uh, too much because in that game tonight when they were playing West Brom, who are you know arguably the worst team in the league. For a couple of seconds, um, I'm yeah, just get out of your hair, but keep going. Uh, well, what I would say, yeah, okay, I'll talk to the fans. Basically, 
they were on top of uh, West Brom for most of that game. Looked very attacking. I said it earlier, Trossard was, you know, peppering the shot goals with shots. Kind of reminds me of Podence a small bit in that regard. Kind of playing up front. But he, as a team there, they're just not good enough. They're just not good enough. And once they got the goal and they settled back, that second half was all West Brom. They were not good. Um, just having, even sometimes having Lamptey doesn't feel great. And uh, having Lamptey and Trossard, yeah, it must be the same feeling for Mopay owners. Maybe having one of those, but I wouldn't be starting them both each game. I started both this week just because it was West Brom. But when they're playing Spurs next week, maximum I'll be playing will just be one player, not two. So, Chieftain, if I was going to mention anything, yeah, have Lamptey. I think he's a great kind of option as, you know, fourth possible bench player when they're playing um, you know, better teams, but you want to throw him in there against the crapper teams. Uh, but then against, uh, you know, other teams, you definitely only want maximum one of Malpe or Trossard and the rest. March, Sally March looks okay, but he went off early yeah, today Yeah, you mentioned well, Malpe so. there, Seamus. What do you think <sighs> of, like, he's kind of, he's, he's definitely under-delivering, <laughs> put it that way. But like, Maupe, yeah. Maupe. Do you not think so? I think so. I think he's got like I'm, he's got like something like four goals this season. Well, he? I mean, I just have to. I'm going to just go back and check. I mean, yes, he hasn't done a whole lot, but yeah, he's got four goals and an assist in six games, thirty-six points, averaging six points a game. That's, That's true. Not I think, uh, like, if memory serves me correct, he's got a few penalties though. There, yeah. Yeah, two yeah. of those were penalties. One in the he got two goals in the Newcastle game. That he got two goals in assist, in fact. So that's really bumping his numbers. Um, he got a penalty. Did he get a penalty against United. And did he get a? He didn't get a penalty against. I don't Everton, know. Did he? But, uh... No, no, he got a he got a, a penalty against Newcastle and a penalty against United. So like two of his four goals are that. But look, he's a penalty taker. What's he cost? Six point six million. Is he up there with the Bamfords and the uh, Watkins and stuff like? Is he a completely valid option for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if uh, not if you've got Trossard as well. That's what I was trying to explain to the folks listening here. Um, yeah, there's no need to have two. I mean, I think Lamptey, as I said, is a good option to have, but fourth, third, fourth, fifth spot on your bench, he's cheap. So don't worry about... I don't really mind doubling up, but even Trossard, as promising as he's been looking, is not somebody I, I'm going to want to keep much longer unless he as does he a goal. he goes off and, and does a goal, as you said. Uh, I'd be the same with you. I won. Like, I do not count on Lamptey because, as you said, he's very, very cheap. Um, he's easily bench fodder for me. And he's crazy attacking, even if he does love a, does love a yellow card. Um, but, yeah, I'm not overly concerned with more than... I mean, I, I don't, like, you know, hate the fact that I've no Brighton. Like, I'm not worried. I mean, Trostard, the fact that you had him, obviously makes me go, kind of, oh, of course, Seamus owns him, so he's going to score three goals, you know? But he uh, he hasn't. He hasn't. And uh, he's pretty hefty in terms of what's he, six mil? He's six mil. I genuinely expected him to score yeah. two goals today. Kind of I, sick. I was the same. I was expecting him to, like, the way my week was going, I was fully expecting Trashard to get a, a couple of goals. And uh, I, I believe he had a, a chance early on that uh, Maupe didn't put a touch on. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, yeah, Chief, I would be, you know, I, I'd be st- stepping back from the Brighton lads uh, unless, you know, the likes of Alamti, which is a pretty, pretty easy uh, bench position. Next question is... One that we didn't have time for last week, but 
mainly because you know we did what like an hour and 25 and i wanted to give this a bit of time because it's extremely important fpl renegades podcast at at renegades fpl they ask us which wild animal would you least like to encounter in its natural habitat and why now we had a bit of a bit of a discussion last week but seamus you've got you've had a week to think about it any changes um no i'm gonna stick with my answer from last week um a bear <laughs> just i wouldn't like to meet a fucking bear in the in the wilds because i think that would probably you rip your face off bear, I assume, have you? yeah maybe that's just uh sticking in my mind a bit uh, a bit more yeah there's no you're not there's not much you can do to a bear it's like those things are fast as well you don't like we don't really kind of realize you're not really going to outrun a bear you can't climb a tree out climb a bear you know it, you can't really out swim a bear you're kind of fucked unless the bear decides to leave you alone. You kind of have to, this whole having to play dead and hope it believes you is just not something that I'd, I'd like something that I could like, maybe uh, outrun. Or like, at least well, outline. Well, I mean, I think like, aren't black bears the only ones that can climb trees? <laughs> I don't know. All what I know is bears. Black bear then. I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to come yeah. across a black bear. Or a grizzly bear? No, grizzly bears. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they can, but they're just so fucking big. I'm like, what? You know, how how long is that taking them to get up the tree? Um, I would disagree. I would much, I would much rather come across a bear than like a lion or a tiger. And you, you, we chatted. This was what we talked about last week. Because you were saying, well, I mean, a bear would kill a tiger, and you, you might be right. A bear would probably kill a tiger or a lion just based on size and strength. But my issue is that. I don't think a bear would eat you unless, or would attack you unless it's starving or protecting its young. Whereas I have a cat, you have a cat. I'm pretty sure a lion or a tiger or whatever would just fuck with me just because it's it's having to crack, do you know? Like just purely just to like I've seen my cat outside the window with a mouse that he has no intention of even killing, let alone eating. And he's just fucking it left, right, and center, laughing his arse off at this lad who's terrified. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm like, I just don't trust cats. But imagine the mouse, imagine the mouse, like, was able to fight back and jab him in the eye and stuff like that. He'd be like, oh, fuck this, this isn't worth it. So the cat hasn't got to do with that. Like, you know, if, if, it's a, if a, a lion or a tiger is trying to eat your ass and they're two completely you know different animals like i would much rather come across a lion than a tiger a tiger would fuck you up um but a lion would really kind of depend on how hungry no. they were you know no. how lazy they were i've come across i've, I've seen i haven't come across lions i like i love cats but i've seen enough uh, cat documentaries in big cat documentaries and stuff like that that yeah they really no, only hunt when they're hungry with you. Um, uh, cats are cunt are assholes um so I have no issue I've, with believing that a, a cat would kill me just for fun, even if it wasn't hungry. I think we'll have to agree to disagree, but I would also like to stipulate, Drew, that we ruled out subaquatic animals or aquatic animals because, I mean, why would we want to be in a natural habitat with, like, a shark or something? That's obviously the one that's going to make the most bits of me because, you know, they can breed under fucking water. Like So it's like, that's me done. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah I'm going tiger slash lion whatever continent we're in you're going bear I can appreciate that I think I think I'd rather encounter like a lion than a wolf even I think a wolf would 
jack the shit out of you as well. Uh, like. No, not in, a, not in a million years would I rather ever want to encounter a wild animal or a wild cat, uh, a, a wild big cat. Not at all. I think those those lads. They have issues. They have issues, Seamus. Uh, but we'll leave that for the next one. Our last <laughs> okay. question, and it comes from FPL Linguistic Llama at the Llama Lounge. He asks us, if you were head of FPL Towers and you were to make a change to FPL, what change would you make and why? So you're playing God, Seamus. You're FPL God for a change. What is it? Oh, I, I've thought about all the little things I've thought about over the years. And I think in an effort to keep yeah. the game simple... I don't want to introduce too many extra chips. There's lots of different chips we've discussed in the past that could be interesting to bring in and, um, you know, different change adding positions. I think I would just get rid of chips. Just daddy your chips, no chips, you're saying. Or I might, yeah, or I might, I might just get rid of, maybe I just get rid of the captaincy, uh. like in draft, and keep the chips, but no captaincy. Okay. Because it's like the game, it's like two different games each year in FPL. And the year you do really well and you get good ranks is when you nail the captaincy game each season and you also nail the transfers game. Whereas if you just had to worry about transfers, then there wouldn't be, yeah, this whole, like you could be, you could be nailing your transfers but getting your captaincy wrong and then you're just floating around mid-table. And people who've got like shit teams but nail their captaincies each week because they just get that one or two players in right each week are doing flying it as well so i mean i would just kind of go right let's separate the good managers from the bad get rid of the captaincy variants and just yeah still have your chips okay still have your wild cards still have your bench boost but no captaincy and no triple captain as well yeah you know or maybe have yes maybe keep the triple captaincy chip there's no captaincy for, so you know once uh. yeah yeah, but as I said, so once a year you get to choose when you want to play a captain and it's a like triple it. captain. I like it. Um, you know, or maybe one before Christmas, one after Christmas. That's that's the only time you can have a captain when you use yeah, a, a fair chip. Enough. Um I even the opposite to you, we've had this conversation a couple of times and I'm always like, More chips, more bullshit, just fuck it all in there. You know, the more nonsense the better. And on a more serious note, I think like you can look to the likes of um you know, other draft games that incorporate, like Sky, like, and stuff like that, where they have, like, you know, center defensive midfielders and all that kind of shit, that actually makes a difference. Uh, you know, we've talked about how, you know, anyone outside the attacking and anyone in between attacking and defense are essentially non-existent FPL options. Um, your your Kante's, your, you know, your fucking Dale Stevens and your, I think, Basuma, if you ask me. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, for me, like, they're non-existent, so I want to bring them in. I also love the idea, I think. I, but you got a game for that. Don't you? You've got a game for you. Got Sky. If yeah, you want to yeah, do that. true, exactly. Which is why I'm just kind of touching on notes that probably should be touched on. If I was actually the head of FPL Towers, and I could make a change to the FPL, I'd sack whatever fucking idiot was in charge of their Twitter account. That's the first move I would make. Just fire him. Gunnersaurus his ass. A popular, a popular oh. decision. A popular decision. They go from bad feel. to worse. They went from. Uh, moronic to slightly less moronic, but the, the they kept the same level of complete tone deafness. Like I just like, are you seriously pretending to have an attitude on Twitter? Fuck off! 
Tell me the facts and leave me alone. That's what you're there for. I don't give a shit if someone's getting paid to be mildly amusing and to throw an emoji in there. Piss off! Tell me what fucking prices went up. Tell me what prices went down. Tell me who's injured and fuck away from me. That's my attitude. I've nearly unfollowed that shitty Twitter account so many times. I don't know. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm going too mad on that. But they went from, as I said, terrible to mildly better. It's still a hollow corporate shell of a Twitter account pretending to have some personality that it doesn't. And yeah, I don't know. To me, bang, bang, bang. How how about this? How about this? I love you. I love your enthusiasm. By the way. I don't <laughs> want to be dampening that that fire. Uh, how about this? How about you're the head of FBL Towers? You can run that account. What if they call us up after this pod after listening to that rant to go? He's absolutely right. right. Get this man to run the run the accounts. Would you do it? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because as I just said, it would just be straight facts. It would be like there would be no emotion. There would be just no, no bans. No, no, no bans. That's the issue. Is like you have a level of responsibility that no other Twitter account has. You're the official FPL Twitter account. So. Quit your fucking bets, because no one's buying any of it. You can't reply to any funny, you know, response or anything. You just, just, it's just not possible. You're trying to play both sides of the fence here. Give it a rest. Give it a rest. Do your job and leave it at that. Stop pretending to be more than you're not. Um, but hey, I'm I'm so angry at FPL Twitter right now in general. I think the the, the thing has gone to shit. It's app like it's it painful to look at it sometimes, especially during a match. It's painful because you have like oh, I'm not even gonna go there. I'm actually drawing a line under this right now, Seamus. I'm gonna say a lot of stuff yeah, I yeah. regret. So I won't and we all know this is this is wildcard disappointment driven as well. It is not. This is built. This, you know it is, <laughs> it is <laughs> not. I'm not that disappointed. It's not your I'm fault. I'm not Jeff. that disappointed. It's not your fault. Maybe next week. It's Maybe next week fault. if it goes terribly, I'll be disappointed. It's mm, not I'm your sorry, fault. I'm sorry. But uh, linguistic lama. Before we go, bit of news. Next week or Thursday, five p.m. I believe. I will be appearing on the Lama Lounge. They have their own uh, YouTube channel at Lama Lounge. The YouTube channel is called the Lama Lounge and the FPL debate with himself and FPL Buna. He's Mr. Injected. And uh, yeah, we we could have both been. Seamus, unfortunately, has work commitments and he won't be able to make it in time. But I will be there flying that flag high and uh, make sure that if you are free on Thursday at around 5 o'clock, Check us out. It'll be our first time venturing outside the Hangover Studios, and I'm looking forward to it. I am like, I don't know if those guys are going to listen to this. They should, but I'm going to be fucking pissed. I'm off that day. I'm not on camera. I'm just going to get so fucking wrecked. And it's we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, burn, burn the, whole the place fucking down. place to the ground. That's my attitude. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So check us out next week. Um, what have you left, Seamus? We've got the very important task. We're running along here. Well, not too long. It's only one of five, so we'll bait through it. Um, mini League. Mini, mini league. league. Before we get into this week's Mini League, there is still a chance to join it. The Mini League code is EH4HH7. That'll be locking up pretty pretty soon, but it's still open for the time being. Um, we haven't advertised it anywhere outside the pod. So, um, yeah, get in there. There is at least a cup to be won. Have you the cup to, to hand there, Seamus, or am I putting you on the spot? Uh, I have it behind uh, me. How, 
Dad, in a box. Mind. Mind. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Oh no, he he's going for it. Uh, he's going for I it. I could get it. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if we've even reached out to Alan from last year, but um, there is going to be at least a cup on the line. Um, <laughs> I don't think we have. No, Alan has Alan has a nicer cup yes. than uh, than the cups we have here for. But they, we have some nice cups. Yeah, we personalized too. his uh, his mug, and we genuinely did. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to sending that out to him and seeing what he thinks of it. But this week, I have a outdated image of the mini league in front of me. But James, you have the up to date ranks. Who's in first place? Is it still Damien? I do. Uh, Damien McCallion is still number one with Don Fanahy mm-hmm. eleven. Uh, 393 points overall. Um, no, there was a few big scores this week, but nothing uh, spectacular. Um, so the top three is all the same. So it's Damien McCallaghan, uh, Devandra Bay, or Dev- sorry, Devandra Ray in second place, and uh, our friend Ian in third place. Then we have a bit of, I don't know how you're going to feel Let's about that. It. We have Paul Galloway in both fourth and fifth yeah. place. <laughs> Two teams. We gotta. We we're gonna have to get reach out to Paul here and say, "Hey, buddy, we're gonna have to choose one of these and then boot out the rest." I reckon we don't um, reach out. Both to him teams then. played wild card. Yeah, I, this week. I reckon we don't reach out to him. We choose, and if he's an issue with us, he knows where the fucking door is. I think because they're both similar in price, whichever of his teams were is his main team. If we look at his history, yeah, we keep that one. That's yeah. what's gonna happen. You can't have fourth and fifth, no. Paul. I'm sorry, you're going out. Um, he has taken a knockdown uh, FPL Chieftain, Damien Fowley, uh, down to sixth place. Then you've got Ben Rim in seventh, Andrew Ibe in That's Drew eighth. from Renegades. And then you've got, that's Drew, yeah. And then uh, you've got new entry into the top 10. You've got Jamie Sanford, who's moved up from 15th to eighth, uh, as well as Alan Jennings, who's moved up from 16th to eighth. And then that's uh, that's our top 10. There's a joint three people in a place. So, yeah, our friend Steve Scully made a huge jump this week and went from, uh, he's up to 12th from 26th. So, I'll give a special he shout out to him. He also requested that we uh, only refer to him as Steve Soros Rex. So, yeah. Ah, we'll just cut, just cut that, that we'll cut first part out. we just cut it all. When you make demands like that, you automatically put yourself in the firing squad. Absolute out of line demands. In the uh, just to clarify, in the firing in line, the firing, or firing squad, because in the firing squad, yeah, oh. bang bang, just like uh, your man from the FPL Twitter account. But uh, <laughs> we can leave it there. We're going to wrap it up, Seamus. As I said, the mini league code eh four hh seven. Thank you for checking us out this week, um, Seamus. You have all the nasty details in regards to how anyone would go about getting in touch with this show. Why I don't know, but how you do know. Yeah, if you've got an FPL infection, you need to report it to the FPL doctors. Get on to us here at FPL Hangover <laughs> on Twitter. We're all I'm at FPL Drunk. You can send us an email to get uh, to schedule an appointment. That's at uh, FPLHangover at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube, check out our channel. Like Jer said earlier, like, rate, subscribe, retweet, any of that stuff. Uh, recommend it. We're on iTunes as well this year, and we uh, yeah, that's a relatively new one. So we we'll try and get some. Uh, Positive ratings. If you like the show, you listen to it on iTunes, please leave a review. Uh, five stars, nothing less. Nothing less and nothing more. We don't want to hear your negativity. I mean, yeah, I'd take a bit of negativity. I mean, we do by email, but like not on not on the iTunes store. That's not the place for a constructive no, it criticism. Is not. It's only the place for cooking or sucking. Twitter is. Uh, yeah, that's it. We will leave it there. Seamus, you give him everything. Uh, I want to wish you all a happy game week seven. Enjoy your Halloween night. 
Let me know what horror movies you watched. We started off the show with a Halloween recommendation from Seamus. Let me know what you saw. Uh, get on to us. Enjoy your Iha Hauna. And God bless. Yeah.